0: I'm Paul Levinson. Welcome to Light On, Light Through, Episode 83 China Goes Totalitarian About Time Travel. I've been fortunate about my books in China. At this point, seven have been translated into Chinese. These go all the way back to Mind at Large Knowing in the Technological Age, which was first published here in the United States in 1988. These books include The Soft Edge, my 1997 book, The Soft Edge, A Natural History and Future of the Information Revolution. My translations in China include Digital McLuhan, A Guide to the Information Millennium. These books include New New Media, my most recent book, which was published in 2009 in the United States and England. I even have a book, The Essential Levinson, which exists nowhere in the world other than China. It's a compilation of many of my essays and shorter pieces. And these books have been available to students, scholars, and the general public in the People's Republic of China. In fact, seven is the largest number of my books translated into any language. The runner-up for my translation is Polish at five. But unlike the Chinese translations, two of my Polish translations have been of my science fiction. China, in contrast, has only translated my non-fiction. Now, I've always wondered and felt a little bad about this because I'm very fond of my science fiction as well as my media theory and scholarship and books about the history and future of communication. But a story in The New Yorker last week may provide a piece of an answer. It's the kind of story that you don't know whether to laugh or cry about. In fact, Richard Brody in The New Yorker says that when he first heard about this, he thought the report was a, quote, Onion-style joke, unquote. The Onion, of course, is the online magazine that deals with satire, making jokes. My friend, Barna Donovan, wrote on my Facebook wall about this last week. And I have to tell you, my first thought was that he'd come upon some April Fool's joke. But it's apparently no joke at all. The Chinese government is banning time travel movies. They think, quote, the producers and writers are treating the serious history in a frivolous way, unquote. This comes from a website, an article on this website, China Hush, and I'll provide a link to that website as well as to the New Yorker page with Richard Brody's piece on the lightonlightthrough.com webpage in the show notes for this episode. Now, Aside from the fact that most time travel stories have a philosophic thread which is about as serious as it gets, how can you go back in time and change the past when that very change will create a future in which you will not be aware of what you wanted to change in the first place? That is, the change in history that motivated your trip. By the way, I wrote a whole blog piece about this, The Enjoyable Trouble with Time Travel. There'll also be a link to that in the show notes to this episode. But aside from that, and aside from the great likelihood that due to such paradoxes, time travel is manifestly impossible, there is a very real, sad, even grievous lesson in the Chinese government's ban of time travel movies. Why can't they let their people decide on their own what movies to see? Why must the government treat its own people as if they were very little children, and the government, the parents, with a responsibility to keep the people from unworthy information? I'm not saying that the government of any country doesn't have a right, maybe even an obligation, to let their people know what the people in the government think is good and bad in entertainment and all kinds of information. Nothing wrong with that, nothing wrong at all with the government expressing its opinion. But there's a vast difference between that and actually censoring the flow of information so that the people can't see, hear, or read whatever the government wishes to ban. And that's the nub of the problem with China the People's Republic of China, which, despite all the great progress that it's made, is still in many ways a totalitarian country. It's easy to forget that there are still differences in this world between open and closed societies, between democracies, which assume its citizens are, by and large, rational adults, usually able to make their own decisions. There's a big difference between that kind of political system and a totalitarian state which tries to regulate every aspect of its people's lives. It's easy to forget that that's why we have a First Amendment here in America, in case even our own government forgets that. And all too often, the government in the United States has tried to trample the First Amendment. But at least we, the people of the United States, have a fundamental aspect of our own law that we can point to and say the government is wrong to do that. It's violating the First Amendment of our Constitution. I hope the Chinese government reconsiders this decision and allows its people to come more fully, unimpeded, into the present and the future. China has a great role to play in the future of this species, our species. In the meantime, I can't help wondering if, as per my 1995 novelette made into a 2000 movie, that would be the chronology protection case, I can't help wondering if the universe itself isn't somehow at work here trying to prevent any publicity for time travel because the universe doesn't want to see time travelers unravel its own existence hey that was a joke but you can find a link to the movie which isn't a joke on that same web page lightonlightthrough.com l-i-g-h-t-o-n l-i-g-h-t-t-h-r-o-u-g-h And you'll find a link to that 2002 movie, The Chronology Protection Case, and also a link to some of the articles I mentioned in this podcast. So, it's been a while since I've done an episode of Light on Light Through. I'll try to be back with episodes more frequently. But I thought that this decision by the Chinese government was serious enough to warrant a podcast all on its own, devoted to that. So I'll see you here next time. In the meantime, I'm Paul Levinson. Enjoy the light on light through podcast. Oh, yeah, I have something I want to tell you about. It's actually about our new sponsor, emusic.com. They have a great deal going a 14 day free trial with 35 downloads of great music. And if you cancel, not that you will, but if you do decide to cancel any before the 14 days are over, you get to keep all 35 tracks. Now, if you want to avail yourself of this offer, you just log on to emusic.com L-E-V-I-N-S-O-N.